What's up, Joe? How are and you? hi, Natasha. You guys, we have um, an amazing episode today, but also it is so sad because, well, Bachelor Nation breakdown. We have the end of a season, but an exciting start of another one coming right up. Um, so we have lots to talk about in the Bachelor Nation breakdown, as well as um, we're going to tell you if you should start um, handcuffing your significant other uh, maybe to spice up your relationship and then we have another guest from bachelor nation nick vial himself will be here on the clickbait podcast so let's just get started with the bachelor nation breakdown because well a season has ended you guys that was i don't know the, the final episode really had me reeled in i found it so emotional and um it did not disappoint being followed by AFR. I felt like these past two episodes were nothing like we've ever seen in the Bachelor franchise before. And I was very appreciative of them. How did you guys feel? It felt like a long season. Uh, there was a <laughs> lot of drama in mm. a lot of drama between girls in the beginning. Uh, you know, it. I wanted to see him end up with someone. I thought it would have been really nice. It was his first experience on The Bachelor show in general. So I would have thought that would have been nice for him to end up with someone. I loved AFR. Uh, I wish I saw more AFR. Um, hmm. But also him and Michelle, heartbreaking. Just, just she was so excited and... Of course, I think she definitely thought that she was going to end up with him and they were going to end up together and ride off into the sunset. It was very, it was very hard to watch that whole exchange happen. And um, But I will say that uh, the best part of the, the Michelle and Matt exchange was when she just had a beautiful... <laughs> A beautiful redemption <laughs> and she said to him you know have fun kissing with your eyes closed and saying yeah. and i hope you find another phrase something better than thank you for sharing so she kind of got her little jabs in and you know that was what we expect from michelle because she definitely didn't hold back i think this whole season so that was really i i love seeing that for her i thought it was very funny i was like my mouth was on the floor when she said that to his face <laughs> and he deserved it i think mm -hmm. you know um but I also, it was very interesting when she said that she wanted to speak to him. And I know on my season, I had moments where I really wanted to speak to Peter and I wasn't allowed to or able to. And I really wonder, was it really him or was the information just not relayed properly? That mm -hmm. also, that was like, I was like ready to cry. I was like, oh, that was so sad. You know, that she was clearly needing some sort of more validation i guess that she didn't get a chance to get and she, i know she probably didn't think that she would get it for a while uh so that was that was rough their whole exchange was really was really sad uh was, what do was you really um what do you guys think do you think if everything that went down with rachel never did right if there was no no photos ever surfaced or anything like that do you think they would have still been together or do you think it was just maybe there was just nobody really there for him. I mean, mm. my personal opinion, I think watching Matt, especially at AFR, when he saw her was sitting next to her. I mean, from what I saw, it looked like he really loved her. Um, it mm. looked like he really cared about who she was as a person, but like was very disappointed and very hurt. I got, I mean, just looking at Matt, like, my heart went out to him. I talked about this a lot on happy hour this past week or this week. Um, but I will say she seemed to have been very into him and he seemed to have been very into her. I feel like even like their embrace, like at AFR, it was just a different kind of like a hug that you would give somebody that you actually are in love with. Yeah. And that's from my personal opinion. Um, I agree with that. I, I, I kind of see that too. Like, it, to me, it seemed like they actually really loved each other. Yeah. And like with him and Michelle, it's like I saw like there was definitely undeniable chemistry there. One hundred percent. And I think Michelle would have been very, very, very good for Matt. Just as like Matt's an amazing man. So he would have been amazing for Michelle as well. But I just feel like they they had um chemistry that you just like can't fabricate like it was just already there or you know um 
But you can also just tell like he was really struggling with it. Like his heart wasn't where he wanted it to be or where hers was. And I think like it wasn't even a second thought um, when it came to Rachel for him. So, so I have a, I think that he definitely was more into Rachel, but I, you know, Joe, you said, do you just think no one was there for, you know, his person wasn't there. I personally think that if this did not happen with Rachel, they probably would have been together for a while. We probably would, you know, they probably would have been together for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't seem to me, and my heart goes out to Matt and with everything that's going on, and I don't know if it's just all the hoopla of what's been happening and what's been going on that's taken from him, but I'm watching his body language, and I know we had some clickbait before talking about body language, and watching his body language, he was just very closed off. He was sitting he was. a certain way, and his head was turned towards them the whole time. His body right. was not turned towards either of them, Michelle or Rachel. Um, and he just seemed very, like, I'm listening to you, I'm listening to you, but he just... It was like a block. And again, I don't know if that is because he put his heart out there. He, you know, he, of course, was on this show and so many feelings and things came up and you can't go on this show without feeling something. And no, so maybe he's possible. still right. So maybe he's still sifting through those feelings or what have you. But when I was looking at him at AFR, he seemed very just closed off. And you have again, to remember that they also are dating. So he's probably heard all of this before on the phone. You know what I mean? What do you, what do you mean? Like everything that she was saying at she, AFR. She, yeah, she's no, saying fire. But not but, just with Rachel. I mean, with with, with uh, Michelle as well. Well, that's because his heart's not there. I so think I definitely she, think that he was definitely closed off with Michelle at that point. Like, I feel like, I mean, we have to remember this was filmed, like what? It ended in November. Mm -hmm. We're in March. But yeah. it's that but was again, a long time ago. But again, it's not about I'm not saying that he should be all googly eyed over her. But what I'm saying is, is that people struggle, viewers struggle to see who Matt really was. Right. That's mm -hmm. a that's a thing that everyone said. They struggle to see him actually be empathetic. And I think with the conversation that he had with his dad, people were like, oh, this is the first time that we're seeing something like this. And what I'm saying is, is that maybe just him as a person has these blocks or these walls that are up because of his upbringing, because of how he feels about these things Hands that he down. hasn't sifted through. So it's not, I'm not trying to say that he should have been like, you know, googly-eyed or anything like that, but just in watching the body language, even you, Tasha, I mean, you can talk to, you can have conversations with people who, you, who are not Zach and still be heartfelt and still be right. in the conversation and not be closed off to how they feel or what they're saying is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I've seen that with so many other leads. And I just, I in this AFR personally, I didn't, I, I felt bad for him and I felt for him because it seemed like he couldn't just be like, oh, let me tell y'all what the fuck I feel. Let me Absolutely. tell y'all well, what's I going think, on. I, yeah. think, I, I think a big part, I think a big part of that, I think the biggest part of that is he's never been on the show. I think it's very important that you experience the show before you are the lead because you have to be ready to go through all that and you have to be able to speak your mind in a sense and not right. be yeah. afraid to be you know i was just on mike and brian's podcast and about being vulnerable and i have an issue with it and i especially have an issue with doing it on tv um so for the first time being the lead and having to open up like that i get where he's coming from he's probably yeah. like i'm over this i'm done with it i'm not sharing any more of myself to anyone right done right that's kind of yeah yeah, you know I mean, what's that's... another layer to that too is the fact that because it is on television and because so many people are watching, no matter what you say, people are going to run with it and and right. and twist your words and make you seem like either a bad person or a good person, whatever it is. Like that mm -hmm. makes you in itself closed off. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And mm -hmm. and what they were talking about at AFR is such an uncomfortable conversation for so many that I feel like if Matt, like how you were kind of just saying, really just let it out and was saying like how he felt, it could have gone a million different ways that he never, ever, ever wanted to go. But he's just a quote unquote black man in America having feelings and explaining that. You know what I mean? And I love that yeah. he yeah. just kept referring to himself as 
because he is a black man in America. But the thing is, it's so different than just, I don't know. So many people see it in, in a different way than um, well, it just and, being a man having feelings. I don't know. Yeah. And so for me watching AFR, I overall was like, we're not getting how he really feels. And that could be because of America. That could be because he mm-hmm. is just over it. That could be because he wasn't on the other side. And he's, it's hard for him to share his feelings. That's mm-hmm. how I personally felt. And I felt like Rachel was sharing her heart. I feel like um, Michelle, Michelle was sharing her, was sharing her heart, you know. And yeah. it was just... And, and I think that's one of the reasons why he says things like, thanks for sharing, because he doesn't know how to engage uh further and you know this is now the second bachelor consecutive bachelor that is now single after their season did you guys see that coming in the sense that from as a viewer maybe they talked about and we didn't see it but did you i thought that he was going to propose to rachel i mean i never thought that they weren't going to get like he yeah, let's actually talk about that. We actually like no, I, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, it's true. Like he wasn't even going to propose. Like he right. didn't propose. Yeah. Did you see that yeah. coming? I did. Uh, I mean, I understand. I understand it because, like I said, he's never been on the show, so mm-hmm. it's not like once you're there and you realize what it is, you're like, oh shit, okay, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess it makes sense. It I understand makes sense, but. Also, it was like they were standing up there. He's like, I can't propose to you. And it's like sad. But then it's like, uh, now we're happy again because we're going to just be together. I wonder if Taisha, do you think if you had that same sentiment? Like, I mean, you had conversations about getting married. You had conversations Mm -hmm. about getting engaged after this or through Mm -hmm. this. I just feel like maybe we just didn't see those conversations with them talking about not getting married maybe yeah like, i would have been very surprised if zach was like well let's just let's just date and not get engaged like you would be like what <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i've said this before like i came in with no expectations like even if it if it felt right for me to leave with just like a boyfriend then that's what i was gonna do like depending no yeah. matter like what anybody said so mm-hmm. i and i think it also is dependent on the person but that you're um kind of falling in love with um yeah. But I will say, uh, Matt talking to his mom rocked him, mm-hmm. rocked him. And mm-hmm. for me, that was kind of like the wake up. It was kind of like a wake up call, even though I was pretty um, self-aware of what was going on. And I kind of am used to kind of going to this bubble at this point. Um, but that's kind of always like the reality check of like, all right, I am in La La Land. I'm kind of falling in love here. Like it's kind of easy, you know? And then having your parents come in, is kind of like, okay, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, we're here now. And like, this is not, that's just not the world you're going to be living in after this. Like it's us too. And so that's why it's such a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moment for hometowns for these girls and for these guys when they have them. And then it's, it's, it's so pivotal when, you know, you meet the parents because that's reality. And I think once his mom kind of was just like, those feelings fade, it's kind of like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, is my, is my, like, are my feelings strong enough to actually want to be with this person outside of here? And the fact yeah. is, when your mom and your dad tell you that kind of thing, no matter how close you are, it kind of makes you freaking check yourself for a second. You know, and with him, like him and his mom are very, very, very close. And he already has these fears of marriage um, and it lasting. So that was, unfortunately, I personally, I don't want to speak for Matt or any of that kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is for me, if I was in that situation, that would have made me be like, okay, do I just want to leave boyfriend and girlfriend or like, you know what I mean? And um I really felt for him with that because when you're in that situation, you're really looking for reassurance that you're making the right decision and that you can move on. And like, this is good to go Mm -hmm. no matter how confident you are in yourself. You know what I mean? Um, 
So sorry, that's a, a long explanation. No, no, that makes, I mean, no that makes but it makes sense. so much sense. I yeah, mean, I, mean, I remember really on does. your season when your dad showed up, it was like, oh shit, <laughs> daddy coming. Hold on, but wait it's a true. second. It's like, who knows you better than anyone? Your parents. Yeah. My dad can tell me what I'm thinking before I'm even freaking thinking of it, okay? Mm-hmm. It's just because he knows me. And he can mm-hmm. tell, you know, and so in the same. And then you get Matt's that mom. you get that feeling inside where you're like, "Shit, they're right." <laughs> yep, they're yep. Right. I've been caught, yeah. you know? know. And it's just like, you know, I think Matt was really looking for his mom to be like, "I'm, this is a good thing. Like, go for it." And I really, truly think that if Matt got that, he would have proposed one hundred percent. Um, cause he was, he was trying to give himself to the process, but I feel like when that happened, you guys, everything changed, everything changed. Yeah. So, um, my two cents, but at the end of the day, I think that Matt did what was best for him. And I'm very, very, very proud of him for handling the season the way that he did, especially being like, honestly, a fish out of water, like coming in with no experience. Um, it is very hard to do that. I mean, I think I was only as comfortable as I was because I, I knew the crew. They were my family. I knew, you know, like kind of like the situation of how to navigate the waters there. So yeah. um, right. I really I do mean, feel for him, yeah. you know. Um, but at the end of the day, regardless, I've said this before, um, I think Matt has a really good head on his shoulders. And I think that he'll figure it out and what's meant to be will be. Yeah. <laughs> great, great learning experience. He has a lot to uh look forward to i think 100 percent. he's a phenomenal guy with all that being said the season wrapped up with an insane announcement we don't just have one bachelorette we have two we have two and i am so 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 excited because i feel like these women that were chosen are just they're phenomenal and I, i think we were all happy for both of them i don't think we were all kind of like, wait, but why? I think it was very understood, and I'm very excited oh. for both Katie and Michelle. What, okay. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Joe. Sound I, off, I, baby. I'm, honestly, I'm kind of like, why? Why no. are we having two bachelorettes? I'm not going to lie. I, I said, I told, I told you guys. I know I told Natasha that. Yep. I thought that they were making Michelle the bachelorette. It really seemed like mm. she was getting the the like that role like it just seemed like it just looked that way mm-hmm. and it made a lot of sense to me she was the of the right age she's a school teacher she's clearly somebody that's not on the show and i don't i don't have an issue with people going on the show and, and taking advantage of social media i yeah. do it i get it i understand it but she is somebody that goes on and you could tell i mean she's just really not into it into that and in, in my that. opinion yes um katie was an interesting choice for me i didn't really understand it to me, she, um, I just, I didn't get where the Katie being the bachelorette came from, if I'm going to be honest. I thought she was, I, she had paradise vibes to me. I thought she was fun. <laughs> I, I think, I think she's cute. I think she's fun, bubbly. I'm sure she's going to make a great bachelorette. I just, I didn't see it. Um, yeah. I'm happy for her. I don't, you know, I'm not like talking shit about her. I just, uh, yeah. So now we're going to have two seasons. Back to back, right? That's a lot. <laughs> well, lot. it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be Katie, then Paradise, then Michelle. Gotcha. Yeah. Um and so then not Bachelor? necessarily and then Bachelor. Oh. Um well Bachelor will be can reconvene back in like January. It's always in the beginning of the year. So we'll always bring in the new year when Bachelor airs. Um, yeah. So right, we'll have a couple right, of right, months right. in between, but basically, do you remember like right. when my season aired? It was very odd timing. It was like September, October, oh. November. Yeah, because that was okay. because believe, of coronavirus. Yeah, so I believe it's yeah. going to be around that time frame again. Okay. Um, again, I don't really know much, but I, that's just what I'm kind of like picking up and trying to figure out because there's no way <laughs> that they're going to do Bachelorette and Paradise at the same time. So I'm assuming it's going to be one, one, one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it'll Um, be interesting to see Katie's season because uh, there's just been this narrative with Bachelor that, you know, there's been a lot of virgins. There's been a lot of of, um, people who are very uh, conservative in that way, I guess. So to see her such, I I would think she's the one of the first or more open people talking about sex and being sex positive and things Mm -hmm. like that as a Bachelorette. 
Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, I, you know, and I'm here for all the girl power that is about to become of her season. Definitely. But also one thing that we haven't mentioned yet and we have to mention. I mean, how did you guys think Emmanuel Acho did? I think he did amazing. I know we didn't kind of talk about I, I thought he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Yeah. I I mm-hmm. think the points that he made, I was just like, I was so proud of him. It's so true. Yeah. The conversation that him and Matt James would have would be very different if it was Chris and him. And not saying that Chris couldn't handle it, but just it's a very different like scenario. Um, right. And I really like. Yes, we're just. Yeah. Amazing. Sorry. I, I, I really and I really like the fact that he didn't give up on. Rachel and Matt like he kind of yeah. said like well are you you know are you sure if your love was that deep do you think you could grow with her um right, right. so I, I I thought yeah I thought he did he an asked, excellent he job asked hard questions in a very um beautiful way mm-hmm. and I think yes like you said Tasha, it would be a very different conversation with Chris Harrison and just having the I think having the wherewithal to coordinate the questions in the way that he did and the follow-up questions and also that I think also the silence that we saw, not to mm. just completely go back to AFR, but the silence that we saw was just so powerful. And I know when I watch movies sometimes, the mm. pacing of the movie, it's like if you're sitting with someone and it's silent, everyone gets weird and like, you know, mo- no, normally the host will like, scramble and be like well okay well guys we'll we'll come back to you know and he just kind of let them have that moment and let matt have that moment of what it was in uh, fact also, he was like wow right yeah he, because he he understood the pain that matt was feeling yeah and that would have never it, he allowed that room he allowed the space and he did a really great job with that yes I do think so. And I think he, everyone would hit that moment with like, damn, this is deep. He yeah. asked questions that were digestible for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were kind of opened up people's perception um, in a way that like, if you might not have understood it before, you kind of understood it now. Like, I don't know if you, if you didn't feel any type of impact on it, I don't know what to say to you, but like, I just feel like he really um, just put it out there for everyone to kind of understand what was going on for everybody. You know, are yes, you going to do that, Tasha? What are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and our third piece of Bachelor Nation clickbait. <laughs> no, for real. I mean, this is big. This is big. Break it down. You want to break it down for us? Break down the clickbait because sure. Tasha, our down. co-host here, is the clickbait. Okay, yes. <laughs> she is the clickbait. She is the Bachelor breakdown. Okay, so yes, I am so freaking excited to be with Caitlin Bristow um, here in New Mexico because um, we're going to actually be helping as mentors and support like ultimate girl gang girl power for Katie, the bachelorette. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically, I mean, you guys remember on my season when I had a lot of bachelorettes come and visit and kind of help me out. Well, basically we're going to be doing the same thing. So Katie's going to be on this journey and we're going to be there by her side whenever she needs us essentially. So we'll maybe might host like a date or two or whatnot, but honestly, we're just here to help her out. Um, nice. we're just mentors, if you will. Um, yes. and business, so as as, this journey is hard, you know, and when you have girls, it makes it a lot easier. Girls understand what you're going through. Right. So, so to clarify, Chris mm-hmm. Harrison will not be here this season. No, Chris Harrison There's, will not be here this season, but that doesn't mean he's not coming back. So, right. He won't be here this season. So there will be no official host. We have the girl gang. Tasha mm-hmm. and Caitlin Bristow was going to be there to help her on her journey to answer these questions to be like, look, boo, we did this and let's help you become bay, get a bay like us. I mean, <laughs> basically, this is, this is basically, I mean, we know how it goes. You know what I mean? And yep. it's a very hard process to navigate. I'm sure you all could imagine. And mm-hmm. at times you want to just ring a friend. Well, guess what? Yes. Ring a ding ding. I'm right here. Let me help you on out. Okay. So are, not are only. Huh? Are you in New Mexico right now? <laughs> I'm in New Mexico. <laughs> you can tell she's been, you can tell she's been in a hotel room. She's all fired up over there. screaming, yelling. <laughs> I, you guys, this is quarantine's a, this is a, no joke. I'm telling you, I've been here for like five weeks. I swear. That's what it feels like. <laughs> I, I think this is actually a really nice 
advantage for Katie. Like now she really could pick your brain, could pick Caitlin's brain, and you two went through this process. So wait, are you guys um, gonna be like good cop, bad cop? <laughs> you should. Um, you should. I don't know. Okay, yeah, well, okay. Will I be the good cop or the bad cop? You'll definitely be the good cop. Yeah, sure. you'll be the good cop. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like to have some fun and stir some stuff up. So we'll see what happens. But all right. So you know, what kind of advice are you gonna give her on night one? That's it. I'm I like mean, <laughs> <laughs> if Joe shows I don't know up, where I was going. I was going to go the, like, the, I was going to keep going. Is, if Joe I mean, shows up, don't send him home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will definitely say, you know, well, night one was very different for me. So that's another reason why it's fun to also have Caitlin. Like, Right. You guys have to also realize Caitlin and I had very similar journeys, oddly enough. Like she also shared night one with another bachelorette. Yeah. And so did I, essentially. Yeah. I mean, like well, the guys yeah, were already true. there and then I came in and I was just like, what's up? Like it was very untraditional. Yeah. And we're just gonna keep, you know, spicing up every season. And I feel like that's what we're gonna kind of be for Katie. But I um Basically, I'm just going to let her do her thing, but I'll definitely keep my eyes out and like watch these guys and kind of just like shed light where it need be. At the end of the day, the show's freaking about love. And honestly, we want people to be happy and be in a relationship. I'm extremely happy. And that's all I want for everybody else. So if I can help Katie yeah. get there. Caitlin's also really happy with Jason. Like, yeah. I think yeah. we have like the best crew. All right. So, okay. So I'll be Katie right now. Okay. So. Oh, oh Lord. Don't. Right, it's, night, it's night one. Ta Joe Taisha, likes to role play. Ta he does, doesn't Taisha. he? Taisha, 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 I need your advice. Yeah, what's up? I think I love um, John. I think I love John. <laughs> and I want to, I, I think I just want to go home with him. Should I just do that right now? I mean, we have another bachelorette coming, so what difference does it make? He's, I just love John. <laughs> I would be like, Katie, oh, let's slow your roll. Okay. And I mean, like, you literally have, and this is in the nicest way possible, a buffet of men that are vying for your heart. Take it slow. Let's just see what you have here. Also, you know, clearly going after the type that you're used to is not working out for you. So let's just be open to everything else. You know what I mean? Ooh, wow, wow. Th thank you. Good. Th thank you, Taisha. Where's Caitlin? Somebody get me Caitlin. I don't know why I haven't called Taisha over here. You know what? I don't know what I'm going to say, but I think that's the best part. It's just like, I'm actually, I feel like I'm going to get like very invested in her process and or, yeah. or, or like her journey. And I'm, I'm very excited for her. And I think this is going to be super fun. So. Um, yes. There's a lot in store this season. It's going to be freaking good, but I yeah. can't wait. I'm so happy for you and Caitlin you. I, and Katie. And I'm, it was really good news to hear that at the end. And now we have to get to our clickbait booze. We got to get to our clickbait of the week because I mean, I read this and I was like, what? I was <laughs> like, we're talking about a couple who handcuffed themselves for mm -hmm. three months to mm -hmm. work on their relationship. Uh, what would you guys ever do this? Um, what I have many questions. How do we use the bathroom? How do we take showers? Right. That when they make up like, yeah. So let's get, would you ever do this? Would you ever handcuff yourself to obey to work it uh, out? No. I don't even know what's going on in the world anymore. You know, what, first we're social distancing. Now we want to be up each other's ass, handcuff <laughs> each other. Doesn't even, it's not even realistic. I mean, <laughs> You have to go to work. You have to eat. The bathroom would be a, a serious. That would be the biggest problem because I'm not going to stand there while, you know, the girls go in number two or what? vice versa. Yeah. What, Joe. what do you mean? What? That's, that's what happens. That's, what, go I, to the that's what I want to know. That's a yeah. real thing. How'd they uh, handle that? The, may, they maybe have like a lenient rule. Like if you take a shower, you could take it off. Or if you go to the restroom, you could take it off. Because mm -hmm. like, honestly, that is. So what? You just in the article, close the door in the with article, them? They, in the article, they said that they took turns using the bathroom. That's what it said. That's yeah. how intimate it was. Mm-hmm. Yup. Yeah, that's not... No. No. <laughs> no. I, I, I could I will, not. I will say this. I will... Oh, go ahead, Tasha. No, I guess... Um, it's just very interesting. I understand that in marriage, you can't just turn it on and off you know take it off and put it back on when you want to and it feels good and it's like right and it's convenient for you i understand that but this is a whole nother level of like being stuck on someone a whole ball and chain 
take it to well, a totally were, different they, level. And they were in a long-term relationship. So this is Ukrainian mm-hmm. uh, couple. They were in a long-term relationship and they were going back and forth, back and forth. So they were trying to figure out their issues and figure out their problems. And what they realized is when they would argue and they would get to like a dead end, they would just shut up. <laughs> but they got through a lot of different things. But my whole thing is like, if you, it's unrealistic. If you have to be handcuffed to someone, this is not the world. You should be handcuffed, I guess, in your heart and like know yeah. that you don't, shouldn't have to be physically handcuffed to someone to, uh, to fix problems. Okay, I I completely understand that, but I think the problem in their relationship was essentially that every time they had a problem, they would break up. Because guess what? That's the easiest thing to do. That's a very easy thing to do. You just run out the door, I ain't got to see you, and then you come back in two days and like, hi, I'm ready for you again. It's very convenient. (laughs) Very, you know, and and that's not a relationship. And what the problem is here, clearly for them, is their communication, so maybe they do love each other, but they need to work on their communication. And so maybe I, I still understand like, yeah, I completely agree with you. If you have to um, handcuff yourself, that's not going to help the situation. But um, communication is where the, what they really need to work on, not freaking going to the bathroom with each other. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But also the showers together could be hot, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. But <laughs> I mean, handcuffs once no. in a while, but... Uh, to be part of your entire relay, you know, to handcuff yourself for three months. I mean, I'm going to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. It's just fucking stupid. The whole thing's stupid. These, these, these two this, people, I don't know you, but no offense. This is a dumb this, idea. But I will say this sounds like a reality show waiting to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. But this is so unrealistic. It's so this unrealistic. This could be a reality show. Handcuffed. Right? Uh, handcuffed, handcuffed. Handcuffed for love. And hand, I want hand, Joe to be the first guy. I want you to be the first one on it. Yes. I, I would do <gasps> it. That should be a date on The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a date on The Bachelor. You have to handcuff yourself to someone and see if you hate them or not. Or if you that is stop arguing so funny. Oh, my gosh. That would be a well, really good date. But distance, you know, even when you, I think when you're arguing with somebody, when you're argue, when you're in a relationship and you're having an argument, distance to go take a walk or go do your own thing and separate yourself is a good thing it's very then you have time with your own, yeah and you have time mm-hmm. with your own thoughts and you could think like hey maybe i was wrong or like usually what i do is i'm like she was wrong the entire time i know i'm right <laughs> but i you know i would need that i need that Gosh, space I think, it, Joe. I think this in is a relationship see it now in a relationship space is important that's why you always have to work on yourself you know all the time prior to getting in a relationship once you're comfortable with who you are you're just going to be a better mate mate you know what everyone it is time for our guest if you listen to this podcast you probably watch the bachelor and if you watch the bachelor you don't do it without knowing this guy nick vial he was the bachelor he's got a very popular podcast called vial files everyone please welcome my friend Nick. Nick, how we doing? Joe, that was maybe the best introduction I've ever received. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, just like the time I was actually on uh, Vial Files and yeah. I showed up very hungover. Yeah, next time, anytime I get introduced, I'm going to be like, hey, go back and listen to uh, Clickbait. Clickbait. This is how I want to be introduced going forward. Thanks See? for the plug. Yeah, yeah, plug us every time. Every you know time, what? It, it was authentic. And that's what we do on this <laughs> podcast. We're, we are real. All right, let's go. Let's go back. Let's talk about the finale, okay? So let's talk about Matt and Michelle first. What'd you think? Uh, Matt and Michelle. Well, I, I think you got to start by uh, you know talking about Matt's conversation with uh, his mom and his brother, right? And I think that that's where this episode started, and that really seemed to dictate you know, everything that happened after that. And, you know, it's a, it, it, it continue. I think the show's evolving. Right. Um, and on one side, you know, I've heard, I've heard two different arguments, right. And, uh, Matt's clearly close with his mom. And I think there's a question of how much did, did what Ma, Matt's mom said to him influence his decision. Right. And then we've heard so much about Matt's story, um, as regards to his relationship with his mom and specifically his relationship with his dad and then the relationship his mom and his dad had, right? And how that impacted his life as a young man and, and how that impacted his relationship. And so, 
you know, one question is like, was his mom projecting some of her fears and the things that have happened to her in her life onto Matt, right? And how much does that impact him? Uh, on the flip side, everything Matt's mom said made total sense for literally anyone who goes on that show, right? Yeah. Because it's nuts yeah. in six weeks to have an expectation to get engaged, right? Like any any parent would say, hey. Common sense. You don't have say, to, you know, like yes. if you're if you're in love, great. Go, go, Godspeed, go do it. But also uh, I'm here as your, your, your mom, your parent, your, your brother to say, you know, whatever you're hearing, what's going on in this crazy world, we love you. We support you. And that also means not necessarily having to, to get engaged or, or whatever pressure you might be feeling. And so I think that created an interesting discussion. You know, it was, it was interesting to hear Matt's mom say, it's like, yeah, I love my son and I trust him to make his own decision. But I'm definitely going to tell him what I think, and I hope he makes his decision after I share my opinion. You know, so it was like clearly that relationship is something that means a lot to Matt, and as as many as the case with our parents, they they greatly influence our decisions. Um, you know, some more than others, and it kind of just all depends on when, where we're at in our respective lives, right? Um, yeah. When I was the bachelor, it 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 if it it my I've, I'm very close with my parents. Uh, I've always have been. They've always been very influential in my life, but. As I've gotten older as an adult, it's been less of a tell me what you think I should do. And I'm interested in hearing your feedback, but ultimately I'm going to make my own choices. Right. And, you know, the big question is where where is Matt in his life? Is it regards to like how much influence and, and that comes from his mom? But it made, made it for an interesting discussion. But ultimately, that seemed to really dictate uh, the episode. And and then you kind of went into the dates with with Michelle and uh, uh, and Rachel. Well, do you think, do you think that Matt, uh, sorry, Natasha, do you think, did, did you think Matt was ready for marriage watching the, watching the season? No, no, I don't No, I think that's became pretty obvious. Right. I think, I feel like Matt would agree. Right. Um, Yeah. to be honest, I don't know. Um, I, I, you know, a lot has been discussed in terms of you know, Matt, the announcement of Matt being the bachelor, right? The timing of Matt being the bachelor, not yeah. having to go on the bachelorette to become the bachelor. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a fair question, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you want to criticize from a show standpoint and, you know, the show's always making a TV show, right? Uh, we get that. It is a TV show and they do care about love. You know, what is the weighted priority is sometimes varies, but I, I think they named Matt the bachelor and then even probably the producers were, got to know Matt as their bachelor, how ready are you? You know, yeah. what's your dating history like? And so, you know, it, the world's different, right? Nowadays, we expect ourselves to have a handful of relationships and, and, and maybe have a heartbreak or two before we settle down. You know, 30 years ago, you met someone in high school or college, fell in love, and you're like, this is my person, you know? Yeah. Right. And then there was a different expectation. So uh, based on like today and how we find love, it, it seems like maybe Matt has some you know, getting to know himself and, 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 and kind of maybe get more experience in dating. So it would seem like, no, he, he's probably not ready. And, and maybe this experience as the bachelor made that even more evident to him, which I think is fascinating since he was the bachelor. Yeah. Do you think mm-hmm. after being, of course, on both sides of bachelorette, then the bachelor and then watching him as someone who's coming in, who has not been, we were talking about this earlier. Do you think that they should continue with maybe breaking the wheel and maybe bringing other people in that has not been on the other side. Like I recognize it as a TV show, right? I don't pretend that it's not right. And as someone who, uh, like all of us who've been on it, we, it's, it's very personal. It's still our lives. It's a real life experience within an environment. That's also a business, right? Um, and you can recognize both, even though, you know, you're personally affected by the things that go on uh, in that world. Um, from a show standpoint, I think we saw the benefits of why the show other, up until this point has had people come in with some experience because this world is crazy and bizarre and hard to understand. And, as, you know, it's so hard to be the lead, as, as, as Tasha knows, like just the expectations, the decisions, the production of it, you know, you're really, in fact, you know, they call it a lead for a lot of reasons that you're really kind of leading the show and you're leading the beats and, and, um, it's just that much, hard. it's already a hard job. It's that much harder. And I think it's just easier for everyone with a little bit of experience. Um, there's also a level of authenticity we got to see with Matt being new to this, but, um, 
I think it was nice to see, but going forward, I, I, I personally would prefer them to kind of go back to casting people that we've gotten to know a little bit. Because all, what was it? another criticism we saw a lot? We didn't get to know Matt, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Like, now you can criticize the, the show a lot for a lot. Like, I thought it was nuts that they had 35 women show up. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. who you are or whatever. Matt never got a fair sh- shot of, of spending enough time. There's already a limited amount of time. And I thought that was nuts. But another side of that is the show kind of has this playbook, right? And you, mm-hmm. you can criticize the show for, for not, for not a- adapting or adjusting, but... You know, we got to know uh, Taisha on Colton season and on Paradise. You got to know me on my two seasons of The Bachelorette and mm-hmm. on Paradise. And so part mm-hmm. of the, the Bachelorette and The Bachelorette is to get to know the cast, the, the new people coming in. And so they had to figure out, well, we also have to introduce people to our Bachelor, and that's harder mm. to do. And so there's only, you know, it's on two hours a week for, for 12 weeks. And so they have to, and then they, you know, you want drama, you want, you know, they're, you're trying to fit too many things into a, a small space. And so too many storylines, yeah, too, story too many people. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you go back to like having new people come in, you're going to continue to face that criticism of, we don't know who our bachelor is or a bachelorette. What we've learned about this show is fans are very passionate. They're going to have opinions and, and, <laughs> Not going to make everyone happy. Um, Definitely. But I, I do think that is only going to get worse on that aspect. But you're right. You know, there's only and every everyone who goes on that show, every lead, especially always feels like uh, people didn't really get to know who they were. Right. They always they got they got fit into a silo of a certain storyline that, you know, they even don't even feel that they necessarily had total control of over because well this is a show about love regardless i mean i feel like people are going to have a problem with no matter if you know their storylines or if you don't you know i mean you get to know their story and then you know you don't i don't know people make their own perceptions you know like you know just like nick said you you see their storylines play out on one um like the bachelor i feel like you're very kind of closed off you kind of don't see as much personality paradise you see a lot of people be a little bit more open or whatever and then um when they are the lead it's a totally different dynamic yeah i mean they're also different shows like paradise is more considered a comedy i think whoever's (laughs) editing it decides like they they allow more jokes to be told. You know, I I hear that a lot from people I talk who go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. It's just like, I was funny or I said this. They didn't air it. I mean, here we got we saw a season where they 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 left out two dates. I mean, all of a sudden, Tasha's in the, the trailers and, and you're like, where, 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 where were you? You know, like yeah. there's a lot of shit that doesn't make the cut. Right. And yeah. uh, they don't they the Bachelor and the Bachelorette is more of a drama, dramatic love story. And, and paradise is uh, more of a comedy, and and that's why you, then you see people show different sides of them. Um, so yeah, we, and everyone like you know everyone goes on there, and I you know even myself, you feel like people didn't get to know you, or or and you we all get sensitive about you know our own experiences. Yeah. So okay. So speaking of getting cut out, you had Bree on your podcast. Uh, I listened to it. She sounded great and up in arms. You guys watched the finale. How was that? Um, what did you think of AFR? Did she drop any dimes about how she felt about not being on since we don't have her on? Well, she was very, uh, you know, kind of gave me the, because I was like, when we started watching it, well, Michelle, was it Michelle came on first, right? And then, and then Emmanuel was like, oh, up next, we're going to talk to Rachel. And I'm just thinking in my head, well, when are we going to see Brie? And I went to Brie. I was like, weren't you like, when do we see you? She's like, well, I was there, you know? And I'm like, and then I'm like, were you edited out? And she's like, yeah. And, mm. and I kind of made huh. a joke, you know, I, I kind of made a joke. Well, that's great news for me since you're on my podcast, but I, I do right. feel bad. Right. Um, but Brie you got was, the exclusive basically. Brie was really gracious and, and, um, you know, I think I understand her frustration, right? Like she's got a story to tell and it was deemed not as entertaining or for whatever reason by the producers. And there's always a lack of time. I get it. Right. And, mm-hmm. but she was gracious. She seemed to understand that she didn't seem resentful or anything, but right. appropriately annoyed, I think right. would, would be, uh, the fair thing to say as anyone would be. Um, and, um, but yeah, she was, uh, it sounded like she only spoke with Emmanuel. She didn't have a sit down with Matt okay. um, and, and didn't talk with him. And um, 
it sounded like, you know, like Michelle, you know, she talked a lot about AFR was, you know, she, she didn't have the closure from Matt that she, she wanted and deserved when Matt broke up with her and, and Brie felt differently for herself where when, when whatever conversation she had with Matt while filming, it did in fact allow her to move on and accept Matt's decision and, um, and be okay. That's great. That's, that's really good to hear. All right. So I love that. Thank you for that, Nick. Hey, thank you for asking, Natasha. <laughs> Nick, so what are your thoughts now that we have not one, but two bachelorettes? I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm a huge Michelle fan. Um, I always like pointing out there's certain things that happen on the show. And, and we again, we have a very impassioned fans. And, and I think we're all grateful for the passion that the fans have most of the time, even though Sometimes you're just like beating your head against the wall. But um, I like to point out small things because when Pat, I mean, fans will be like, you know, is this show real? Is this show fake? Is it all scripted from beginning to end? Like, do you really have any choices? And I think let's look at the Michelle story as an example of often the producers are kind of figuring out as they go. Michelle, every time we see her, we fell more in love with her. She's America's sweetheart. And yet Michelle... They put her on the sideline in a hotel for two weeks while the drama unfolded. If they knew how awesome Michelle was, she would have been there night freaking one, right? And so, you know, mm -hmm. I think this is a perfect example as like they get it wrong. You know, I'm sure there were producers like Michelle's going to be great. And other producers are like, I don't know, like maybe not. Like I, me, Ben and Higgins and I joke about like there were a lot of producers who didn't want us on the show. They thought we'd be boring. Right. Really. And so, and so um, that happens. And so I'm a big Michelle fan. I feel like we haven't seen enough of Michelle. So thank God we get to see a whole season of her. Yeah. Uh, wow. Katie was obviously very entertaining. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed watching her. <laughs> she's certainly someone who's she's progressive. She's sex positive. She's outspoken. I think these are all good things to have in a bachelorette. And uh, wow. certainly I don't think Katie's going to have any issue with you know, confronting any men uh, with any uh, uh, problems that arise. And I think that makes for a great bachelorette. And listen, we've had 25 seasons of The Bachelor. We've had what? Uh, Tasha, what, what number bachelorette were you? This is 17. 17. I'm, so, yeah, uh -huh. we're behind the eight ball, right? So, like, this is giving more women a chance to be the lead. And I think that's great. And now we get to recap this damn show basically every week for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't know how I feel about that. What did you think of Emmanuel? I thought he did a great job. I mean, these are you know big shoes to fill. Um, you've, we've had Definitely. a single host for how many seasons? Um, yeah, I thought he did a great job. He asked some very tough questions. Um, it's mm -hmm. probably something that could have been three hours long and unedited. And I think you know a lot of people would have liked to have seen that, but. Again, yeah. um, this is the TV. format that they have. It's TV. Um, uh, and so he it, uh, he looked rather calm and, and, and in the zone. And for something that there's a lot of pressure on him to deliver, and I feel like he delivered great. Nick, can we play a little game with you? We play a little rapid-fire game? Uh, I'd love to. We are going to play a game. We like to play a game to get our to know our guests a little more on Clickbait, but I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast knows about our Nick. Um Nick's Picks is the name of this game. We're going to say some rapid fire words and you're going to say first thing that comes to mind. Okay? Let's go. First one, row ceremony. Rose ceremony. Oh, I'm so, it's supposed to be rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire. <laughs> you're on it. You got it. Never, I never see Nick off his game, so I don't know what's going on right now. No, no, because, well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an overthinker, so I'm not good at rapid fire. Um, <laughs> Uh, awkwardly quiet. Okay. Mm, good. All right. The Bachelorette. Entertaining. Mm, okay. Matt James. Uh, excellent Bachelor. Oh. Champagne. Overrated. <laughs> Agreed. Engagement ring. Overrated. <laughs> 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 Katie Thurston. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Katie sorry. Thurston. Outspoken. Mm, hot tub. Well, I used to say overrated, but then my new house has a hot tub and I quite enjoy it. 
Um, You're like backyard. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Hot tub, great. Warm tub, overrated. And Fair there's only go. warm tubs in Bachelor Nation. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Young. Wonderful. America's Sweetheart. And then we have Love. Um, misunderstood. Oh, Emmanuel Acho. Rising star. Grocery store Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top ten smile. Oh, thanks, oh, Nick. That was sweet. You know, that that, that was really we got to end this thing, Nick. Nick I, that, that, you know, was that was sweet. I, I mean, mean Joe, when we were smiling for a picture, I am. I'm. I think it's important to point out the things that we are envious by so it doesn't consume us and I am envious of your smile that's, that's <laughs> wow. you could say Nick at this point you could say anything you want about me that's bad as long as you recognize that I have a beautiful smile that's all that matters <laughs> alright Nick before and just we, so you know uh, if I do snark at you Joe it doesn't mean I hate you <laughs> before we uh, before we let you go can you tell our listeners where they could follow you well, I do have a podcast. It's called The Vile Files. Uh, if uh, you can find it wherever you can find a podcast. And yeah, you know, I'm on Instagram. Vile, uh, is it Nick Vile? Yeah. And then Twitter, <laughs> Vile Nicholas 28. And I'm Snap. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm TikToking. Yeah. Uh, what's your so TikTok? It's just Nick Vile. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out uh, my, my, uh, my TikTok. I'm, you know, I've done some of those like trends that are out there. And then it just mm -hmm. feels awkward because it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I we also it. that way when we do TikToks, to be honest with you. Uh, but, but the uh, awkwardness makes it cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to find my groove. You know, if uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I look to John Mayer as someone who's, you know, I can't play the guitar. He really, he gets, oh. you know, he he's very funny and entertaining, but he definitely cheats with the guitar. Because <laughs> like, whenever, you know, it's like, I always joke with Jaden Tanner, you know, content's a problem. But like every time they have, like, they're just like, oh, I don't know what to post. They just throw their kid in there, you know? Right, like, like, right. You know, John Mayer throws the guitar in there, you know? It's yeah, like, it's so I, true. Like, I, I got an assistant, you know? It's just like, yes. here, Cindy, come here, come so on. So true. Um, Even people but, with uh, dogs, they do that too. Uh, you just need something I'm, cute I'm that people, yeah, see? You're, yes. It uh, helps. All right. All right, well, well guys, I appreciate you, your time. Tasha, thank you well. so much. Good luck in the next yeah. few weeks. Thank you so much. You know, I have to say, it's really fun having Nick on because he does watch this and he does have different insight. Um, mm -hmm. And also, he's like been a lead like myself. So it's interesting to see like his take on everything. But I don't know. It was, he gave um, really good perspective on Matt's season. Yeah, yeah, he talks He talks to so many people because he has a podcast as well. He talks to so many people that have been on the show and he's been doing it for so long. And so I feel like he really looks at the show like he was breaking down from the producer standpoint, from a this yeah. standpoint, from a contestant as a as a because he was a contestant and he also was a lead. And so he has all these different intricacies and insights of how he looks at the show. And I think he's yeah. just very knowledgeable about all of this, um, all the things that we have going on here so i'm always happy to have him as well and i went on his podcast and it was fun it was a lot of fun yeah he i think he yeah he knows how to break down the show and really really understand the show i just want to say thank you to our listeners today was a really fun episode i feel like we i don't know i i actually really enjoy this episode because i feel like we all shared our opinions and there was just so much going on um with these last two episodes of um the bachelor this season but i think we're all looking forward to the bachelorette coming up and um mm -hmm. just want to say thank you to everybody who listened as well as nick val for coming on and um filling some of the yes. heat but also yes. just holding his own Yes, yep. and please make sure to check us out on social and like, comment, DM us. You know where to find us at ClickbaitBN on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Share your stories with us. We want to know what clickbait you're getting into this week. And subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you guys are listening right now. Hit that subscribe button. Talk soon.